0: So today, uh, given that college students are back, um, we figured that there's no Sunday better, better than this one to announce that we're going to have house church signups today and for the next several weeks. And so when you came in, you should have seen this on your seats. This is something we didn't get to do last fall, so I'm very excited. Um, this guy right here will take you to our planning center app. There's a ton of instructions on there if you're like me and you get on a new app and you're like, This is 1% different, what do I do, (laughs) you know? Um, There you go, there's your steps. And so make sure you take this with you. Um, Also, we'll have a team and some house church leaders on the porch after this. If you wanna sign up for a house church but have questions on how to use the app, like me, um, or if you just have questions about different house churches, take this with you, sign up today. But given that we're launching house churches today, I thought, um, what a great day to talk about Christian community, specifically. I just want to talk about Christian community with y'all. Last year, or last year, last year was crazy, but last week we wrapped up our series in Luke. Um, and so uh, this week is sort of a one-off, just talking about Christian community. And to start off, I want to hear from you guys, all right? I want to hear what has your experience been like growing up with, christian commu- with Christian-centered with christian community. Now, if you're like me, yeah, 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 Tabitha uh, is in the back doing this, like the windshield wipers with her thumbs, basically, and I, I totally agree. Um, I don't want you to just think of the things you loved about it, and certainly, I don't want you to just think of the things you hated about Christian community. Let's bring it all, um, the things you love, the things you didn't love, but I want you to take like two minutes and just tell someone beside you, what was your experience like with Christian community growing up? All right, go ahead. Literally think about it. Talk to each other. If you need to circle up a chair to get yourself more involved, but just tell someone. What was your experience? Christian community. What was it like? You've got some time. Take your time. All right. All right, so if you're new here, what we're about to do is a thing that we do all the time. Um, so if you're new here and you want to share, please feel comfortable. This is pretty normal. So I'd love to hear positive, less positive, you know, give, give me some answers. What, what were you guys sharing? Yeah. Uh, I really love like, I don't know, maybe I was just free, free China, I guess. I had a really great church community growing up. Yeah. They like wore like elvish ears you know kind of just like what lord the, yeah, like it was kind of its own little weird vibe they put on yeah okay so the, all the families were like you know we're just like typical family whatever but all these families were like most of them you know just they just did their own thing they lived way out west like nice. outside of the suburbs they're all into lord of the rings and Okay, so it is Lord of the Rings related. Yeah. He said elvish ears, and I I didn't understand the context. They would put on the their ears about. Yeah. So it was just, they just, I was like, whoa, this is, this is cool, man. But they just, you know. Are you, are you marking, like, how genuine they were? They were just themselves yes, and real and, very, like, yeah. Especially compared to the rest of, like, my suburb vibe. I mean, I don't know. They were just very unabashed, and compared to the rest of the were also mostly pretty underprivileged so it was cool to kind of be you know outside of that but yeah they like have, but they were safe like that's amazing know. that's amazing so yeah that's great so really positive experience here does someone want to add to that or counter i'm kidding what else what else did you guys talk about just share it can be one sentence but i'd love to hear yeah Awesome. Pure community, and then that was in California, and then moved we here and we tried doing like the youth group thing, the basic church thing, and I had a completely opposite response to of it. It was like not genuine community, wow. and just kind of using each other and like nothing real about it until like yeah. <laughs> here. Wow. Very cool. Very cool, so she just expressed growing up California, more house church style of church, people meeting each other's needs, more genuine, sounded more authentic, like instead of a part of life, kind of a way of life kind of thing. Moved to Nashville, did the youth group thing, struggled for a while, until she came here, which I did not make you say that, so thanks for saying that. But, um, but I do wanna note though, like house church stuff to youth group more, small group more, and just a little colder, a little harder to find real community, more compartmentalized. That's good, what else? This is great, it's a part of the sermon, so keep going, yeah. What's up, baby? Uh, so I, saw, I came here as my first church kind of ever. I mean, I'd go to church, but it wasn't for the right reason. If it was like a cute girl wanting me to go, I'd go with <laughs> her. Um, but I never went for the right reason. For and then, sure. And uh, my friend group started kind of going and introducing me to it. And then I met you, and it just been nothing but great. I know it's been supportive. All right. So we got another really good response. He's Addy, this is his first Christian community. He's loved it. Someone give me, what are some of like the... Uh, the stigmas maybe of Christian community. Like if you did have a negative experience or maybe have heard of negative experiences, what are those typically, what are they, what are they? Sean? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, Is the cynicism just rooted in, like, we don't really, we're not really about this. Like, we don't really care that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Well, listen, I'm going to be honest. We've had a lot more good responses, so good job. I'm glad you're finding a good Christian community. But all I'm just trying to address in this little exercise is us just understanding Man, in regards to Christian community, some of us have really beautiful, positive experiences, and some of us have just really boring, strange, weird, you fill in your adjective uh, style experiences in community. And I just want to talk for a little bit today, uh, both in some big picture stuff, like big picture, what's a community, a Christian community marked by? Um, and then also, I'm going to get more practical on the ethos house church side. What are some rhythms that we care about and that if you are in the ethos house church, you'll experience? And so Brenda, could we go ahead, or Jalen, can we get that teaching slide up whenever that's ready? oh, is it already up? I'm not used to there not being a screen over here. I'm I'm still, there used to be a little cheat screen right there, and I'm always like, it's not up? Yeah, there it is. Um, Anyway, so first half of the talk, or first like third, big picture, just community, and then more specifically, I want to talk about three key areas that Ethos House Churches will focus on, and so just to preface, last week, it was kind of exciting. I was preaching, I was really getting excited, and we were really going for it last week. This week, it will be a little bit more informative rather than inspirational, if that makes sense. So if you leave going, I wasn't super inspired, that's part of the plan. I didn't want you to leave inspired. <laughs> anyway, all right. So let's talk about Christian community and, and what makes Christian community. And so I want to start by talking about just big picture like, this should be understood across the landscape. This should be a part of Christian community. And then I'm gonna get more specific. And when we get more specific, I'm gonna root that in Mark chapter one. So if you like to be prepared or ahead of schedule, you can go ahead and turn to Mark chapter one, because that's where we're gonna be this morning, okay? All right, so let's talk about Christian community um, as, we, as we enter into this house church season. And so I wanna talk about three things, big picture, that should um, unify a Christian community community, all right? And none of these are going to blow your mind, but if you've ever looked up and went, hey, I've got friends, would I call this community a Christian community, or would I call this community just a community? Um, How do I know? Well, let me give you three ways in which you can know for yourself if you're living in a Christian community, all right? So I don't know, that was like an infomercial, um, and I started really leaning into it. Um, All right, so first, Jesus is Lord, all right? Jesus is Lord. You know that you're in a Christian community if that Christian community follows, it's in the name. Christ, Christian, Christ, or Jesus, also acceptable answer, right? So that's how you know. If you go, how do I know? If my community is Christian, does your community recognize that Jesus is Lord? Now, I'm not saying that they are incredible, wise, mature, like well-seasoned Christians, but on some level, that community acknowledges that Jesus is Lord. Now, this is actually really tough here, um, right? In, In Nashville specifically, if you're new to Nashville, lovely city, full of the Spirit, we love it here, it's amazing, however, you might find In some versions of Christian community, the thing that Sean Johnson just shared, where there's lip service to Jesus is Lord, so maybe we'll have some sort of thing where we are all either worshiping on a Sunday or we're a part of a Bible study or whatever it is, but in reality, as we go and live life, is is it not clear? Lordship of Jesus is not governing the decision-making of this community. So I would say that, Christian community is a little watered down as we use it we throw that on to groups a little too easy a Christian community comes together and acknowledges the lordship of Jesus do you guys remember when I was like 13 and you guys were like six um where you guys remember most of y'all that college students came back do y'all remember the Jesus is my homeboy shirts are those gone those are gone have you guys ever seen anything like it? Where basically there's this like new understanding of Jesus. Like, oh, like he's not super religious and like full of rules. He's like my homie, right? And that initial good thought I get what it's doing, it's helping you understand the friend you have in Jesus, the relatable nature of Jesus, the human side of nature. I'm afraid it kind of watered down what it really means to come under the Lordship of Jesus. So just big picture talk, you know you have a Christian community when all of them on some level have an agreement. Jesus is actually the Lord, not an inspirational teacher, not a guy that makes life a little more manageable. He's the Messiah. He is the way to the Father, and we believe that fully. Does that make sense? Did anyone just get blown away? You came to church and heard that Jesus was Lord. However, don't you acknowledge you can get into some communities, and although lips may say Jesus is Lord, can you not acknowledge it? It feels a little different in in here when we say Jesus is Lord than in that living room or at that whatever, and you know what I'm saying? It's different. And so without watering it down, the first thing that marks the Christian community is that Jesus is Lord of that community that his ways are the community's ways, right? That his purposes are the community's purposes, that Jesus is actually Lord. Secondly, and this is obviously kinda connected, um, but a, a Christian community fosters the presence of God. And why I say that Christian community has been watered down a little bit is because when I put that down, presence of God, a Christian community fosters the presence of God, and you picture your friends, and I don't wanna project, some of you have friends that do this all the time, But when I picture my friends, what I write down, like what's one of the things I love about my friends? We love the office, we all love football, we foster the presence of God regularly. We, you know, like that's not a thing I do. Um, And I just wanna say this, like, that's not Christian community. Like if if Christian community neglects, I kinda jumped into, I didn't give a story today. Anyway, y'all with me, y'all ready? Did y'all need a segue? All right, Um, but that's what a Christian community does. It actively fosters the presence of God. Like, think about when you're praying, how natural it would be when you're in the middle of a prayer to hope for the presence of God to be there, to, like, be actively seeking the presence of God when in prayer. It all makes sense, right? But the minute I go, now with your friends, foster the presence of God. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know. But that's what's on the table, Has anyone had any experience with your friends where you finally like broke ground a little bit, where outside of the house church setting, outside of the church setting, outside of the formal kind of rhythm, ritual, whatever that we're in, where you were just at Whole Foods or you were at the gym or you were just somewhere going on the way to class and your friend just stopped right there and invited God into your situation or into your friendship? Has anyone ever had a moment like that? Can you raise your hand if you've ever had one? You see how many hands are raised? Not that many. This is an example. There's so much to be taken advantage of with the presence of God, y'all. If you've yet to like go grab Whole Foods with your guy, like and just just eat some rice, some chicken, some teriyaki, and just like have a real talk chat. Like, man, how's your life? Where's the Holy Spirit of God moving in you? How can I pray for you? Hey, how can right now we take advantage of the next eight minutes and just pray over your life? It's powerful when we invite God into the mundane, into the normal. So what does Christian community do? Man, it acknowledges Jesus is Lord, but it also naturally fosters the presence of God. So whether you're deciding on joining a house church or you're looking at your own community going, do I have a Christian community? Two things, is Jesus Lord? And is that community actively fostering the actual presence of God into that community? And then number three, number three, it encourages participation in God's bigger story. Christian community always helps one another participate in God's bigger story. At every, not every moment, that's hyperbolic, But a lot of times in Christian community where it really takes off is when we start discerning the Holy Spirit for ourselves as we talk to our friends. And when they come to us with problems, when they come to us with questions, or maybe we even see them being a little apathetic or a little down and out, we go, hey, how's the Holy Spirit inviting you deeper into the presence of God in this season of your life? Where have you heard the Holy Spirit? Who, who is the Holy Spirit inviting you to minister to? Who's the, where, where in Nashville is the Holy Spirit a- asking you to go and, and to be a blessing, to bring peace, to bring healing? Like, do you guys know those questions are not reserved for when I tell you to circle up in groups of four and, and break bread together? That can just happen. Seriously, not one scripture in the Bible says you can never ask your friends how their discipleship relationships are going. Not one verse in scripture says you can never ask your friends how their prayer life is. You can never ask your friends how their obedience rhythms are going, how much they're listening for God and then obeying God. No verse in scripture says it. I looked, I didn't look, but I trust it. I trust it's not there, right? I just deeply trust it. Um, it's probably like in Zephaniah or something, one of those books I got lazy with. Um, anyway, um, but that's, it's allowed. We can do this. We can spur each other on. And in fact, I would say it's required for you to be able to look at your friend group in the mirror. I was gonna say for you to look in the mirror, but your whole friend group's there and go, is this community Christian? Like I would, I would suggest, maybe even, I would guarantee if that community does not spur you on, to participate in what God has made you to do in bringing his glory to the world, it is not yet a Christian community. Does that make sense? So those things have to be there. So big picture, these three things, I believe, are absolutely available to you just in life. You don't have to sign up for a house church to get this. But if you're going, I've already got a community, and I don't need to eat those house church. I'm good. I'm locked in. I would just ask, man, take these three questions and think about your friend group. And if I'm being honest, my tone so far has been, hey, you should be doing something. And I'm not trying to bring that tone. Like, look at your life and figure out what you should be doing. I do think God has so much on the table for you and your friends. Like, if we would just break the norm together, if we would break out of the cycle of the same old, same old, and just go, Holy Spirit, where, where are you expanding what's possible in this friend group? Where are you expanding? What's possible with you in my community? Or in this house church I'm not yet signed into? I believe God can do so much. But I wanna take some time to get more specific with Ethos House Churches um, and some rhythms we're gonna be doing. And so if you're taking notes, this is your time, Um, because I just want you to know that that some of the things that the Ethos House Churches are buying into and and are gonna be participating in, um, we're really bought in and we're making some intentional switches this year. Um, And so I just want you to know, man, what can I expect If I sign up for an Ethos House Church, does that make sense? So there's the big picture stuff. Now we're gonna get a little more specific. This is where we're gonna get heavy informative, okay? All right, so um, every week at House Church, you guys will, will be doing something, whether it's getting a meal week, like just eating dinner together or going and watching a movie or breaking down scripture, praying together, worshiping together, seeking to love your neighbors, bless the city, blah, 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 blah. And as you're doing all of this, as a, as a house church, I just want you to know that none of it is at random, all right? That none of it is just like, ah, you know, we're a church, so we just like feel like uh, helping Aiken out. So you guys cool with that? Cool, 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 cool. No, no, it's a lot more intentional than that. And so I kind of want to give you guys a big picture background uh, behind some of the rhythms that Ethos House Churches uh, consistently live into, and we'll do so this fall and in the spring. Does that make sense? Okay, so. House churches, they typically meet during the week, um, sometimes on the weekends. We just gather around, and I'm gonna break down some things we do. So if you're taking notes, draw that triangle that's behind me and not beside me. So draw that triangle and write these words around the triangle, write grow, write connect. Is no one taking notes? Okay, don't worry about drawing it. I'll keep looking. I was waiting to see you guys write down and you're all looking right at me. Um, So I'll just break it all down. Um, So I wanna talk about three key areas of emphasis and all three areas are built around Jesus himself, all right? We did not think of this on our own. This is not some revolutionary idea uh, from Ethos Church. This is all built around Jesus and all of it happens in Mark chapter one and throughout the gospel, All right, so these three areas, grow, connect, serve. When we're talking about grow, that's just in reference to you and your relationship with God, okay? You and your relationship with God. That is our first and foremost priority for your life, that you would know God, that you would walk with God, that you would love God, okay, okay? and in the house church setting, um, we're gonna help pour into your walk with God. Now, this idea comes from Mark chapter one, all right? So if you're in Mark one, verses nine through 13, it says, in those days, at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you're my beloved son, and with you I'm well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness 40 days. He was tempted by Satan. He was with wild animals, and the angels were ministering to him. And so we see this passage, and before Jesus, a lot of you guys that are Ruby people, y'all know this. This It's like some of my favorite passages right here. But before Jesus does one ounce of ministry, he's baptized, the Father says, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased, and he goes to the wilderness to pray. And so it's important that we understand at the onset That Jesus, before accomplishing ministry, is with the Father. That's where he gets his nourishment, his sustenance. It's from abiding with the Father that Jesus lives. And so that's the first place you're going to hear us emphasizing. We say grow. That's just you connecting with God. And if you're taking notes, there's two specific areas underneath grow that we want to help you grow in, in house church. It's your public connection with God and your private connection with God. So that one's not on the slide. You'll have to write that one down. But your public and your private relationship with God. And so while you're in house church, we're gonna help you just grow in your comfort level with connecting with God in the presence of other people. Like we think there's such a gift when the people of God come together and individually we like commune with God and then just share with one another. And so one of the ways we're gonna help you connect with God and kind of the public like with the rest of your house church or your small group is through Lectio Divina. And so two or three weeks ago, we did Lectio Divina here as a church, but that's basically where we let scripture just kinda talk to us. So your leader will, will, will read a passage of scripture and then just be quiet, and if you guys were here, you saw that, but it's a chance for you to actively listen to Holy Spirit as he speaks through his word. God will minister to you, and then as a collective, we share, hey, what were you hearing in this passage? So we get more comfortable going, Holy Spirit, what were you saying, not only in me, but in this person and this person, and together we publicly just talk about where God is ministering to our soul. Or another place we're gonna be doing this is as we study the word, we have built a reading guide for you. So every day, five days out of the week, there will be a, a passage of scripture that our whole church will be reading. And then we'll be participating with the reading through what's called a DBS Bible study. Has anyone heard of DBS? Besides the Wasbys and the Barbays, what's that? you've heard of DBS, where'd you hear about DBS church. Hey, good job. Your church was awesome. So uh, anyway, we're just not catching up to your, your guys. But um, so DBS is a way of reading the Bible and, um, and actively asking, hey, what did the scripture say? What did the Holy Spirit spur in your heart? And how are you going to begin putting into practice? Right? Like that is so basic. But our conversations around scripture are gonna be, if you've been at house churches in the past, a little bit less of just what you think, just how'd you feel, and more, what was God saying to you? What is God leading you into? Do you sense the Holy Spirit instructing you? Is he trying to speak into your identity? Is there a person or place he's telling you to go? But how do you take scripture, read it, and then help it apply to your life? And so, I don't know if you've been in a house church before, but from now on, when we read scripture, we're gonna go, God, is there anything you're leading me into? out of this word. And so those are some of the ways that we're gonna invest in your public life. And then also your private life. So we believe that you're supposed to thrive and to flourish in your walk with God. And so your house church leaders know they're gonna help you engage in prayer, in Bible, and in worship on your own. Like we believe God's made you to be just a robust human, fully dependent on his presence, and that you can do that. And so our leaders is gonna help you do that on your own. So all that said, in this grow category, the whole point is to help you come alive in God in the context of community, does that make sense? Okay, so secondly, after grow, we have connect. All right, connect. And this is just referring to Jesus and his disciples. So continuing in Mark 1, Verses 16 through 20, I won't even read this. After Jesus, he prays and he fasts, and he begins to preach. He calls disciples unto himself. And so for three years, we're gonna watch Jesus place like primary time on this small group of people that are committed to the purposes of Jesus, All right. And so in this connect area, we're going to help you be with other Christians who are committed to Jesus. Now, the two words that I would, the two subcategories are going to be purpose and play. So underneath that connect word, use purpose and play. And so we have equipped our house churches, our house church leaders, to help your house church live into its purpose. So into the purposes of Jesus, like thank great commission, like We have equipped your house church leaders to help lead your group into the purposes of Jesus, to stay focused on why Jesus came in the first place, to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. But also I would add to it that second word of play. So purpose tends to be where like church groups will err on the side of really making sure they're in scripture, really making sure they're worshiping and they're doing the things that small groups are supposed to do when they're called Christian communities, right? Um, But an added thing that we're gonna try to help instill in you guys is this word play. And so that's why once a month we're gonna have you guys get meals where we just remind you just to be yourself. I don't know about you guys, but in community, if I can't laugh with you, you know this from me preaching. If I can't go on tangents that are irrelevant, and maybe even unhelpful, right? Like, I don't know if I'm in a safe spot. Like, I gotta be able to laugh with you to mess around, to exchange jokes. Is anyone else like that? Like, has anyone else been in a boring Christian community? Like, boring, boring, and everyone felt guilty, and you can't say it out loud because it's Christian? (laughs) That's not allowed. Like, yeah, this radio station's great. I'm kidding. I don't even know what radio station that's toward. If, you, if it's your radio station, it wasn't that radio station I was referencing. Um, anyway, but, but it can be so boring. It's like, you know why? Because we're not actually friends. We're just pretending to be friends because we feel guilty and we want to be good Christian people. But I just want to let you know, there is a lot more on the table for you like you can do life with your people. You can play, you can have fun. Like if you meet on Wednesday nights every week, one of those weeks you could cancel Wednesday and meet on a Friday and go like do something fun. It's crazy. It's not even against the rules. <laughs> but I just want to say like, let's let the Ruby be the ones that goes, hey Christians, we know how to like honor the holiness of Jesus. And we also know how to cut it up and have a good time, right? Like we got to be people that know how to have fun. And I'm not talking about Sean, like your type of Friday, Saturday night fun. I, I get that. There's a difference, right? But you know what I'm saying. And so we try to remind house churches, like, the only way house church moves, check this out, from a part of life to a way of life, like, doing small group in the Lord, like, we gotta be able to play. And so anyway, we put an emphasis on that. So house church leaders, the onus is on you. Help your house church have fun, okay? That's number two. Number three, and lastly, um, there's this word serve. And so this is where we remember in, in Mark chapter 10 where Jesus goes, the son of man came to serve and not be served, And so there's just this reality in gospel living, those that call Jesus Lord. Like, he came to serve, he came to see outside of himself. And so our house church leaders have been equipped to help our house churches see outside of themselves. And the two key words under serve are demonstration and declaration. And so we want to help our house churches grow in how they demonstrate the peace and the love and the generosity and the compassion of Jesus. And so all of our house churches are going to have these books called Love Your Neighbor Guides. And they're literally going to be books that help you simply know the people around you, pray for them, and meet their needs. Like, we wanna help you specifically do that. We'll ask you, who are the people you know so you can get bought in on the mission that Jesus has for you? But also, we'll have ways for your house churches to serve. Like, I don't know how many of you guys know about Aiken Elementary, it's like 100 yards back here. But it's a school we've been partnering with for over five years now. And so we're gonna have ways for your house churches to go and to buy snack packs and, and buy food for Aiken Elementary and whatever else whatever needs they have. You are gonna be invited into that, to demonstrating the goodness of Jesus. But not just demonstration only, we're gonna teach you how to de- declare the goodness of Jesus. So we're gonna help you learn your testimony. We're gonna help you learn how to effectively share the gospel in this city. The thing about Jesus preaching is, Jesus preached, That's the thing about it, right, is he did it, is he preached out loud, is he shared the good news of Jesus. He didn't leave this vague like, wait, where did this come from? What is this? I don't know what you mean. He like told you who he was and what he's doing, and so we're gonna help this church and your house churches be a house church that knows how to share their faith, okay? Now all of this that I've just shared, well first, are there any questions? I've just ran through three areas, two subs each. Any questions around any three of those? Good, good. Informative, yeah? inspirational. Eh, You know, you know what I'm saying? Told you. Uh, So uh, anyway, so as we do this, as we enter into this house church season, what I would encourage, if you're interested in joining a house church, if you're interested in being in in a smaller community, I would say go in with these kinds of expectations. Like go in expecting the Holy Spirit to move. Go in expecting us to connect with God, to connect with each other, to bless our city. And if you're here and you want to join a house church, um, I'm going to be on the porch. We'll have some house church leaders on the porch. They'll be wearing lanyards. If you have any questions navigating the app or you're trying to find the house church that best suits you, please come see me. Come let me know or come talk to some of our house church leaders. We'd love to help you. But whether it's a house church or just your community, I want to remind us of these three areas. Man, is Jesus Lord of your community? And if not, what is God inviting you into Um, Man, I forgot my three. Oh, yeah. Um, Is the presence of God in your community? Like, is it a part of your friends? And if it's not, what is God inviting you into? I keep forgetting. And then is your friend group spurring you on to participate in God's bigger story for your life? And if it's not, I would just invite you to take some time to pray over this and ask God, man, what are you inviting me into? And if you're here going, I don't really have community, but that sounds really nice, I'd encourage you, check out Ethos House Churches and see how you can get plugged in. Um, For now, I want to invite us to get communion, and then I just want to ask you guys a big favor. Will you just pray? Pray over our house churches this year. Pray that God takes them from a part of life to a way of life. I would love for this room to be full of people that that leave going, man, today was great, but our house church, you got to see what's going on in our house church. Like, the spirit is breaking out, and I just want you to know that is possible That is possible if we'll do this together. So I'm gonna pray, we'll grab communion and then we're just gonna pray. We're gonna pray over house churches for the fall and uh, we'll get into worship. So God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for house church. Lord, I pray for this space. I pray God for, um, yeah, the small groups that already exist, we bless them in your name, Jesus. And for those that are just about to start existing, Holy Spirit, you just take over from the beginning and lead our groups of people as we honor you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.